0: Right to a Detroit groove. It's all American
1: dudes out making power moves. Yeah. Welcome to the Power Moves P-Mail Bag. Once again, the homie Gnarly Zach is joining me. Woo-woo in full force. Woo-woo to you, Gnarly. Man, we got some good things going on in this show today, and I just want to get right into it. We just taped the uh, the flagship program here, uh, so uh, let's just roll into some of these stories. And I have a bonus story that was sent in by Daddy Dave and Daddy Matt uh, that didn't make it into uh, the flagship program. And usually I don't do those stories on on the bag, but uh, it, it's too good. And uh, because you are here, uh, Mister Zach, we have to uh, we have to get into it. Let's get it. Woman arrested after pouring alcohol into mouth of Taco Bell worker
0: at drive-thru. Let me guess. Someone, (laughs) or she recorded on her phone or somebody (laughs) did. No, it's worse. It's worse. An Oregon woman was
1: arrested after she pulled up to a Taco Bell drive-thru and poured Hennessy into the mouth of an employee, according
0: to authorities. Hennessy sucks. It tastes like gasoline. It's not cool,
1: man. It's not good. I don't like it. Like, I like hard liquor. And, you know, I like I like vodkas, whiskeys, bourbons, et cetera, but Hennessy is just, it's kerosene, yeah, man. Yeah, I feel like
0: even mixing them with Coke sucks.
1: Man, I've, I used to mix it with, um back in the day, I would mix it with Mo- Mountain Dew. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> what color
0: would that shit turn? Fuck it, puke. Like <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> fucking whiskey sour. <laughs> it was like poor man's whiskey sour, man. It's fucking, ugh, god damn, it's gross. Eliana Aguilar... Twenty-three apparently didn't notice the Washington County Sheriff Sergeant behind her in line when she reached through the drive-through window and gave the worker a swig of alcohol on Saturday. So she's driving around bombed, drinking. First of all, you're in the Taco Bell drive-through on Saturday night. You can smell her car
0: if you're behind her.
1: Yeah, you're probably you're probably ninety-nine <laughs> percent drunk. The sergeant immediately followed Aguilar out of the parking lot and pulled her over. The Oregonian reported, uh, this is the, from the newspaper in, a, in a Oregon, two passengers were also in her vehicle. God bastards. damn it. Are you all... Get an Uber. Get a lift? Who the fuck is still driving around drunk when you can push a button on your phone and someone will pick you up?
0: Not only drunk, but you got fucking gasoline with you in the You're front drinking seat. fucking seat.
1: Gasoline, <laughs> kerosene, Hennessy. Fucking swigging that out of a fucking bottle. Uh, this is just dumb, reckless behavior. She was booked into the county jail on suspicion of driving under the influence, uh, according to uh, the KPTV in Oregon. The sheriff's office said she had a blood alcohol Content of a point one two percent. So she's got it. She's got it going on.
0: Yeah, it's pretty high, right? She's
1: buzzing. Yeah, man. I think it is. <laughs> I've never had to blow myself, but uh I think that that's a. I think that's a little woo woo. She's feeling that <laughs> shit, man. Sheriff's office said it was the weirdest DUI arrest of the weekend, <laughs> according to Facebook. That's some wild shit. Now that all these police uh, uh, offices, sheriff's offices. They all post all this shit on Facebook with commentary. Like, what do they want? Likes? Like, hey, Jago, this funny thing. Like, maybe you should just keep Look this what shit to yourself. To me today. Right. It's just, yeah. yeah. It, do they just put anything up there now?
0: I don't Is know. I'm, even, I'm not on Facebook. I'm, not on,
1: I'm on there. I have one, but I don't use it. I don't even stop by. I have no interest. No interest whatsoever. Deputies talked to the Taco Bell worker following the incident. He said most of the alcohol spilled on him. He didn't consume any of the Hennessy, according to the sheriff's
0: office spokesman, that Deputy was trying Brian. Trying to keep his job all cool for, for respect, man.
1: Man. <laughs> yeah, you. If you're in, there's no way, if you're working the window of the Taco Bell, that someone. Leans over and dumps Hennessy in your general direction. You could just move out of the way, you don't stay there close enough that it gets dumped on. Yeah, you just lean back, fat Joe. You fucking that's incredible. There's no fucking way.
0: This guy definitely drank some of the Hennessy, he wears a Taco Bell. That's no. a, that's such a weird, I don't, not weird, but, like, that's a burn. Like, to drink hard liquor at work, no matter, Baja Blast could not get that smell off of him. You <laughs> know what I mean? Yes.
1: No, that's his, his shirt is smoked for the rest uh, of the duration of his shift. <laughs> uh, poor bastard. Uh, well. You know what? Hope Maybe he didn't get fired. I hope that he had he had a couple of drinks beforehand, and then he could just blame the smell on the. <laughs> well, no, you know, you know perfect. Some chick, you know, she came up and just dumped Hennessy all over me. Face
0: with <laughs> Hennessy and spill on me.
1: If you guys hear any uh, weird room tone, it's because we have the air conditioning on, and it's a uh, it's a fucking hot one. Usually we turn it off, but uh, it was get, it was getting real toasty in here. Well, let's move on to our first p mail, gnarly. If you want to be featured on the show. Show, go ahead. Shoot an email to powermoves with mike Burns at gmail dot com. This is called the Queen. It's a real short one, and I really enjoyed this. Uh, sometimes we, we get a lot of longer stories, and uh, but I, I like I like having these little uh, these little uh, tack ones. They're enjoyable. I started writing this to Brooks, and realized this was a better story for Power Moves. You know, Brooks died. Brooks, he's dead. That's why you're on the show yeah, now. I'm yeah,
0: R.I.P. R- R- Brooks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the first job I had was working at Dairy Queen. This job was awesome, but paid terribly. The place was owned by two brothers that didn't get along with each other at all and would constantly fight with each other at work. do you ever enjoy a Dairy Queen, gnarly? Oh yeah, hundred percent. I always thought that was more of a Midwestern
0: spot. Now there's there's like one I think and like downy and there'd always be one like near Huntington Beach that we would hit all fucking stoned as fuck get like some dip cones or a, of course a blizzard there's also one that's the street that was small they, did, they didn't do the flip though yeah they but, weren't flipping the cups or whatever
1: but they're fucking man Dairy Queen like
0: underrated chicken strip
1: underrated chicken strip that's what I was going to say they give you toast with it
0: too which is big
1: you get a texas toast piece it is the most beige meal of all time that shit is tan as fuck well we know we have <laughs> the that, fries that, that, that foster toast. freeze yeah, we do have a Foster's got Freeze. pretty much the same menu right
0: now. We got to go hit that Foster's they Freeze. They have waffle fries on that one, too. Oh, waffle really? Fletcher, waffle fr- their waffle fries are sick. Yeah,
1: waffle fries are, are highly underrated. Like, if you can get a waffle fry,
0: like... It's a seasoned waffle fry, oh. too, so it's like that... Fu- you know what I mean? It's Forget about so it. Good.
1: Forget about it. Seasoned waffle fry, man. You got to fucking have it. The first job I had was working at Dairy Queen. This job was awesome, but paid terribly. The place was owned by two brothers that didn't get along with each other and would constantly fight with each other at work. That had the queen divided in two factions. (laughs) It's like Game of Thrones. Most of the cooks liked one brother, and the ice cream jockeys liked the other. Well, that's a serious divide. That's a very serious divide. Those are two different factions at the queen. We'll call them Eric and Steve. I'd worked there for about three months when I finally had enough of Steve. (laughs) Yeah, fuck Steve. (laughs) I went into the office and was talking with Eric and told him that I'd had enough of Steve. Shortly after Steve came into the office and asked us what was up, I told him, I hate working for you. You fucking suck. Tonight's my last (laughs) night. And then I finished out the night and quit. That's a bold move, he man, finish the rest of the shift like that. When you when you fucking light up one of the managers of the place you work and then you just like, "All right, what can I get you?" Yeah, two chicken strips and a dip <laughs> cone. Okay, that'll be 6.47. Taking my 15 right now. Is that cool? Fucking Steve. <laughs> Punk ass bitch. 3 days went by and I realized I was bored having now tasted the sweet money-making life. So I called the queen and, and said I wanted to come back, but they need, uh, but they need to pay me more. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you pulled. You pull, that's a fucking power move, man. You, you told this guy basically to his face that he fucking sucks. You quit. And then you called me like, hey, man, can I come back?
0: <laughs> that's why you finished the rest of your shift, though, before you do that. Right. respect.
1: It shows, you, it shows that you're a good employee even though you might have beef with one with Steve motherfucker. I don't respect you,
0: but I respect the queen.
1: Correct. I ended up working there for almost three more years after this and never had any more issues with Steve. That's from Daddy Andy.
0: Damn, we'll do that tomorrow with my boss. <laughs> Go home for I like three days. <laughs> Check
1: this out. I ain't coming in anymore. or taking any more of your shit. <laughs> And another thing, I'm finishing the rest of my shift, so you can't dock me the rest of my pay. And then you go home, and then they realize you know they really miss you around those parts, and they have you back. This is like, um, this is like in uh, in prison that we were talking about earlier on the other program about how. Uh, you uh you, you you put the smack down on somebody and then Steve's not you you not gonna fuck with you anymore.
0: Yeah, he, Steve don't want none. He
1: picked the biggest guy in the prison, in this case the queen, <laughs> and smacked him down and then fucking came back and said, What's up now? And he was like, Yo, dog, you got a you got a fucking job. It's chill.
0: Three solid years of respect.
1: Plus, man, think about all the discounts he's getting. You know he's getting free chicken fingers.
0: I'd be dipping those chicken fingers in that chocolate for the dip cones. Absolutely, I'd just it'd probably be terrible, but I'd try it. You know what I mean? Man, it can't be that bad. I mean, at least the waffle fries. You take a waffle fry
1: and you set it. Here's what you do if you work at if you work at the Queen like this. You take like a tray, right, and you and you make like all the waffle fries real laid out like a cookies on yeah. a cookie sheet, and then you put it underneath the soft serve machine and you just go a little pump, 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 little pump on those.
0: I like the way you think,
1: man. One, one bite soft, like this, the twist, like the vanilla chocolate, just a little hit, little, little turd of that fucking ice cream on one of those, <laughs> and then just one bite, man. Boom, 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 boom. That's delicious. That's fucking taking the Wendy's french fry dip and the Frosty up to a whole other level. Yeah. Mm. I think you'd have to cool them first, though. up a whole tier. You got to cool them. You couldn't use hot waffle fries. The, the ice cream would just melt through all the cracks, unless you ate them real fast.
0: I would do it real fast, but then also do like a pat dry on both sides with like a paper towel. You're right. Like kind of puffy. Like make it soften it up, try, try absorb that heat kind uh-huh. of, get most of that oil off. Uh, I also
1: might, I might just stand there in front of it with just hot ones that I patted that dry and then just <laughs> boom and just right to the dome on them. Oh, fuck. Man, some, I got to, Daddy Andy, we got to get your uh, report on this. Send me another email. Tell me about some things that you ate at this, the queen.
0: Yeah, I got to know.
1: Let's move on. It's called, How I Became an Honest to Goodness Daddy.
0: and <laughs> I love that it's spelled
1: phonetically. <laughs> I, honest to goodness daddy. What's up, Burns and Company? After listening to P-Mail Bag number nine, I was reminded of a possible power move that happened about 15 years ago, also concerning someone who had the blood PPs. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, on that episode, when I'm in Saginaw, this guy has... He has uh, he starts peeing blood of some sort, and uh, so he's uh, calling that back. If you haven't listened, Ugh. this is kind of a two parter, so I'll try to keep it short. Around 2004, my old lady and I decided to start a family. It took us about two years of raw dogging it. <laughs> That's so romantic, but there were some complications. They of course started with me. Uh, they of course started with me to trying to make sure my goop wasn't doing its thing.
0: She's <laughs> <Jesus. laughs> got that Hill going on and shit.
1: <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but it turns out she was the one having lady daddy issues. My goop. That's what I say. God damn it. I shouldn't influence people. <laughs> I shouldn't <laughs> say things at all. Anyway, some of my friends were planning a guy's weekend out on a lake in South Central Virginia. Camping, boating, grilling, and plenty of cold ones throughout the weekend. That sounds nice. After the beers, after the beers, we eventually turned to bourbon. Well, that's how things always turn bad.
0: Escalation.
1: That is the escalation because you get bored of drinking the beers and then you start having a good time.
0: You get tired of peeing. <laughs>
1: right? Everyone was feeling loose and conversational, but also getting tired of the woods. One of my boys suggested we drive into town and go to a little mom and pop pizza parlor because there was a basketball he- game he wanted to watch. Man, like small town pizza parlors with a TV on, you get pictures of beer and shit? Man, that's
0: dynamite. Used to be one of Whittier. They'd do dollar uh, PBRs or High Life for Monday Night Football uh-huh. and like $2 apps. It was so sick. They
1: always have the cheapest beer specials. For some reason, pizza
0: places always have like these ridiculous beer specials. And two of the booths near the register were just filled with like swap meat items. I like, like that Bootleg jerseys car, A lot of car flags
1: Oh man See that's where I get in trouble It's called
0: That's Amore Pizza
1: Oh man well, That's where I start Buying Amore of that shit
0: <laughs> yes, you, you always have to Walk up to the register To get every beer And it's right there They like know a, what they're doing
1: Like a, char- a Chargers uh, Melvin Gordon jersey With the name spelled wrong Like Melvan
0: In <laughs> his full name Gordon with the A uh,
1: Yeah Yeah We decided that I was the most capable of driving the two miles from the campground to town. Not proud of this, but those days are in the past. Yep, we've all learned. If you still drunk drive, you're being an asshole. I say town because the whole town was maybe three blocks long. We set out and were parking in front of the joint when I got hit with the flashing blues. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Whoop, whoop. Apparently, I had... Come over the hill in the parking lane, not the regular driving lane. God damn it, man.
0: See, this is why you don't do that. Two Camping two miles is like, that's a long drive. Right. The cop is actually pretty cool, but
1: still gives me a full battery of field sobriety tests. I pass them all, and he's about to let me go when he asks for one more test. Breathe into this, sir. No, 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 no. That's when you got to eat a bunch of pennies. That's what we used to do. 1-800-NO-CUFFS, man. <laughs> 1-800-NO-CUFFS. And we would, uh we would if, if someone got pulled over, and we never got fucking tickets when I was a kid, but we would all throw a bunch of pennies in our mouth because that was supposed to beat like a breathalyzer test for <laughs> it, some reason. It doesn't. No, it doesn't. <laughs> I sit there crapping myself because the numbers are rapidly climbing 0.04 0.05 0.06 0.07 0.08 God damn. legal limit is 0.08. So I'm pretty sure I'm fucked and going to jail. I explained that we were camping just down the road. He says he won't charge me but uh, no one can drive for at least two hours. <laughs> That's a fucking cool ass cop, man. From
0: that cop, I like stay there too. I'm just like I'm pretty much on a 2-hour break/lunch right now, I'm right. just watching you.
1: And you're buying me pizza <laughs> and, and go, beer. You go
0: walk and go get it. <laughs> yeah. You're paying for all of my shit. This pizza
1: place was now closed, so we sat outside of a gas station <laughs> eating shitty hot dogs and nachos and watched the cop drive by like 30 times to check on us. <laughs> Oh, motherfucker. He
0: probably looks so, like, not that the like, cop was cool, but, like, driving by when he kept looking at them.
1: Right. If you've ever been, like, in a small town like that and gotten into mischief, like, the, you'll start, you'll see the cop a whole bunch. <laughs> because there's one. And Just he ain't got freezing. shit. He ain't got shit to do. After the allotted time was up we drove, the cop followed us the whole time (laughs) back to the campsite. The next day, we're out on the water in my friend's Sea-Doo jet boat with a two-seater inner tube in tow. We're all whipping all over the lake and probably getting a little too reckless. My friend goes tumbling off, leaving only my 150-pound ass to fend for myself. My buddy driving gives a look back like, "Your fucking ass is mine." <laughs> <laughs> he guns it and is hitting the wakes and we're making but we're making my guts feel like they're in a clothes dryer. I can't hang on when he whips into a turn and the G's were too much. I get launched off this thing and hit the open water going about 40 or 50 Ooh. miles an hour, which felt like a fucking brick wall. Wind knocked out of me, but I got a life vest on, you know, because, you know, safety first. We finish up on the lake, and I drive back to Richmond, pounding a few mountain dews for the road trip, and feeling pretty beat up. I got a piss like you wouldn't believe when I got home. I hit the head and realized something is very wrong because it looks like someone dumped a bottle of cranberry juice in the bowl. Oh, oh no, yeah. that's when I just go fucking stark white with like fear and cold sweats, and it's I'm just like, like
0: that movie beautiful, yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, I can't, uh, anything like that. I mean, I, if I have a mole that's like a little too bumpy on me, I just freak the fuck out. Like,
0: what is this
1: fucking, what is this? Am I dying? She's like, you're not dying. You're stupid. <laughs> I freak out and call to my wife. Hey, babe, where is that patient first place? Why? She exclaims, <laughs> replies. Oh, nothing. Just pissing out some blood. God damn. We head to the clinic, and as I'm explaining what happened and handing over another sample of my ocean spray colored tinkle, the nurse gasps and says, emergency room. Now. (laughs) God damn, dude. I'd be so scared. After making it to the hospital, they determine I've cracked open my spleen. Oh, shit. Oh, no. After two nights in the hospital, I rest up on some good pain meds. I'm on the mend and good to go. Because of the accident, my wife and I missed our doctor's appointment where we were about to start IVF treatment. At our next appointment, the doc says that he can't start the treatment. Devastated, we ask why, and he says because she's already pregnant. Tears of joy, you guys! Oh, see, that's a All nice it happy ending. I worked out. Yeah, see, he's not dead. He didn't piss blood himself to death. When we start telling our friends the good news, all my friends start giving me shit and saying it was because I got thrown from the raft so hard that it jostled something in my beanbag.
0: The fucking the big sperm popped It, <laughs> it was clogged. Big one.
1: His goop was clogged. So they take full credit for the pregnancy. They're the best of friends, but what a bunch of dicks. As always, love the pee the pod, P mail, and all the goodies that come with the K Money Club. Really looking forward to the weekend. Daddy Dave. P.S. Still really looking forward to getting that roadhouse script. It's got to be on the way, man. If he wanted one and it didn't come, uh, and I, I sent the last batch on early on the eighteenth. So uh, and then I've got eight more. Anything after that, that should be on the way. So fear not, Daddy Dave. Uh, we got another. We did one last week when uh, Melissa was on the show, and we have another one from Big Chris Spirito. Very exciting. Have have you had a big Chris story on on one of your episodes, gnarly? I, I don't say no. I don't think you have. Big Chris has become real a real favorite of the show. He's he's led a wildlife very he's got a cool name, very too. textured. Oh yeah, you should check out. He's very very into wrestling. I'm, I'm he's he's he goes to every. Uh, he lives in uh in in Florida and goes to every single house show. He's Big into NXT more than anything, but he goes to every WWF. Yeah, NXT is like right up
0: there in Florida, too. So he's fucking, you seeing the good shit. He's at
1: all of them. He's this, and he, and he dresses up for him, okay. Full Fen Balor shit. Damn. Like full, full. He bought, in one of the best Big Chris stories, he buys a the, uh, the Shawn Michaels um, uh, full leather kit off eBay, the real one. That has all the like little mirrors on it that yeah. he wears with the little sunglasses. Yeah, he fucking buys that for like five grand or something and has okay. to has to sell it back because his wife <laughs> gets mad. This is called how I accidentally showed a porno of myself to a nice old lady.
0: Damn, he was feeling himself. <laughs> fucked. No, we to see. This guy's cool.
1: Growing up, oh yeah, Big Chris is very cool. Growing up as a kid in the '80s, to me, nothing was cooler than going to the video store. Did you go to video stores or are you too young? Bro? Yeah, I had
0: Omni Video. It was uh, next to the fish and chip spot and Union Bank. It also had the beaded curtains.
1: Man, see, we didn't always have the the beaded curtains. We, we A lot of times we had the little cowboy doors.
0: Yeah, ours was the beaded curtains, 18 and older. Right. Two Chinese owners, like a wife and husband. Mm-hmm. And then the one hot chick from high school who was like way older than me.
1: Yeah.
0: And then like another like shithead dude that worked there and that was it.
1: And... I would, look, I would go back in there, like underage, and just look at the boxes. That's how far... Like, kids don't understand. I like, was terrified by it. See, I would go back, and I would just look at all the boxes like, oh, man, I'm getting s- fucking stiff in the pants right now, baby. <laughs> I got to just, like, I'm going to stay in here until someone tells me to go out because I can't stop looking at them. Holy shit, I got to save all this for later. Spank bank every one of these boxes into my fucking brain. And now, you can, kids you can just watch... Every en- endless porno.
0: Yeah. My first shit I found like in my dad's closet was called pussy shavers <laughs> and it was fucking chicks. Just like, we'd la- be with a dude. And before like the shit would go down, the guy would bust out a bowl and a pink razor and shave the chicks fucking. Va-hoo. And I like it bummed me out. So I was just like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> like, Ooh, la, la. like the first time, that's the first time I saw a pe- uh, penetration and it scared the shit out of me. Yeah.
1: I, uh, the first time I watched a, a full on, uh, pornography was in the fifth grade. Um, my buddy Bundy, his older brother, he went and babysat at a uh, at someone's house, and they had the Spice Channel, which uh, was Spice
0: Channel was Clutch Channel forty nine. They had full triple X, X. X.
1: the full X. and I think it changed to maybe a softer core later on. But I know at this point it was full trip.
0: Yeah, it was just bang bang bang.
1: And he uh, had brought a copy of uh, uh, Missing in Action three on a VHS cassette to watch uh, while he was there babysitting and as soon as the and he knew this as soon as the fucking uh couple left to go out on their date bang he hit that in the vcr put that on the long play or extended play whatever the fuck it is and just recorded six hours of porno (laughs) but then you could see when they'd come home because every once in a while when we watch it like chuck norris would pop up on the screen for a little bit that's so good but like as a fifth grader i watched that and for like days I felt bad just yeah, so work for it and that Catholic guilt like I was just fucking like I yeah, should I shouldn't have saw this I shouldn't have saw this I got to tell my parents thank God I didn't that would have been terrible that
0: was embarrassing I got caught jacking off once oh, with a no, fucking playboy no. and it was the most shameful thing on a bunk bed like by my mother it was the worst
1: yeah I got caught my grandfather had a uh camper that he would keep out in front of the house when I was little and I must have been like I don't know seven eight years old and in the magazine rack he had playboys it was like his fishing uh camper that he hooked the boat up to and i would I-, I saw it there like out of the corner of my eye when everyone was outside like my whole family and then i i went out by myself later and I- me and my sister were playing camping in the fucking camper and i was <laughs> like hey uh, why don't you go in the backyard and go into the garden And like uh, there's a cherry tree back there Why don't you go get us like some uh, some, some Cherries <laughs> like it'll be cool Like we we scavenge for the food And I'll just hang out here and guard the camper And then as soon as you left I'm just like doors wide open uh, Magazine the sliding doors open Magazine racks right there And I'm just flipping through it like not taking it out of the rack Just peeking down at the boobies Yeah because
0: there's like what Like 20 pages in there Right And that are just straight like the nude shots and the rest is all like cool articles and like dirty cartoons and Uh shit.
1: And I turn to my left and I see my, my, my dad and my aunt and my mom and like my grandma standing in the bay, the big picture window in the house, just staring at me. (laughs) And then my dad, like little half smile on his face. That's my boy. Slow. No, slowly walks out (laughs) to the camper and goes, Michael, let's go have a talk and i have to walk past everyone in my whole family it's like a fucking fathers day or something or 4th of july or some shit a little walk of shame takes me into the basement and like has to, what did you see in there you know like we have to talk about this and i was like i've already seen these before that's why i looked at it Everyone, dads, all have these on top of their fucking refrigerators, and now I gotta fucking have this talk. Like, I don't even know what boobs or vaginas are. I don't know. What I was just Fuck. curious. Oh, so fucking mortifying. Still gives me that.
0: My yeah, mom just took mine away from me. and was just like, uh, you'll get this back when you're old enough.
1: <laughs> oh no! I still haven't
0: gotten it back.
1: Man, that's not fair. It's probably sitting around somewhere. For me, a trip to this video store was right up there with going to Toys R Us. Perhaps even better. Man, Toys R Us's were fucking tight. I miss those. I grew up in front of the TV, VCR, watching movies. On a Friday night, my dad would take me to the video store, and we'd rent six or seven movies for the weekend. In the 90s, all through high school and college, I worked at different video stores around town. I even put in two years at the holy grail of video stores, Blockbuster. Blockbuster. I honestly can't think of a cooler job in the 90s for a teenager than working at a video store. Sounds pretty fucking cool. Yeah, man. Get free posters. The game rentals were great. Perks of the job. And getting screeners was by far the best part of the job. If you don't know what screeners are, they're the advanced copies of the movies before they're released publicly. Back in the days of video stores, copies of movies would be sent to the video stores, sometimes months before the movie would get released so that the store owner could watch it and decide how many copies of the movie they'd want to order. Yeah, see, that thing, that's thing, man. That's fucking cool. Yeah, but also, like, if you lost a movie, they weren't ready for purchase yet. So those movies were like $90, $120, Zach. Like,
0: That's why those fees were there. For right. Like late charges Yeah, and you shit. would get fucked
1: if you lost one of those movies. like a
0: mama pop spot, too. It was the end
1: of the world. It also gave the staff the opportunity to see the movie as well. This way, when customers came in and asked what was good, you could make recommendations. I had two VCRs and would dub screeners at my house and then use them as a form of currency around town to get free food at local pizza shops. I like this hustle. That's strong. I'd call local pizza shops on a Friday, Saturday, or Sunday night before a wrestling pay-per-view and ask the manager if they wanted to swap a few free pizzas in exchange for a few free rentals of movies not even out yet to rent. Just fucking wheeling and dealing, Yeah, man, this is a tight hustle. I ate for free constantly, thanks to the illegally copied movies I handed out around town. Man, you get so pinched for that, though. Loving movies so much, it should come as no surprise that I wanted to get involved in the film industry in some capacity. I never wanted to be in front of the camera, but I felt I could be good behind the camera and at writing stories. In 1998, I met a guy named Mark Molasso, who was also a huge film bust. That's such an 80s name. Mark Molasso. Mark Molasso is so, straight out of a fucking, like, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. <laughs> we bonded over our mutual love of Quentin Tarantino and Kevin Smith films. Me and Mark would spitball movie ideas constantly, and eventually I decided to go buy a camcorder so we could start filming stuff. I bought a really nice Sony Handycam for about 700 or 800 bucks and we began filming this cheesy horror movie I wrote. Man, that sounds fucking fun. That's great. At this time, we were working together at an arcade called Dream Machine inside the mall (laughs) here in Sarasota, Florida. yo man you gotta go down to dream machine dream machine is so cool the fucking chicks down there there's a fuck you see a. you see uh
0: mark molasso's over to
1: take care of you you see allison down the fucking dream machine she's dating mark molasso oh man <laughs> molasso she, there she's got big boobs dog boobs. <laughs> right. po- mark molasso says they're huge <laughs> after hours at the mall we would illegally stay behind and film scenes in the mall of mark and a ghost's Ghostface scream costume running around <laughs> fake murdering our friends it was as bad as it sounded eventually mark moved away and i had nobody to geek out over films with on occasion i would convince my friends to act out something i wrote and make use of my camcorder but most of, mostly i just used it to film family stuff around the house if I had to guess, the last time I used the camcorder was in 2003 when I got my first dog and filmed her at the dog park playing. My first dog was a corgi named Sable, who I loved very much and took everywhere. Corgis are fucking sweet, man.
0: Probably named after like the Sable I'm thinking of. I'm, right? I guarantee you, Gotta you that. Gotta be right. I
1: guarantee you it's named after of WWE's. the puppies. You know what I mean? Like yes. The
0: puppies.
1: Yes. Yes. <laughs> Fucking Jerry the King Lawler, one of the biggest perverts of all time.
0: Man likes McDonald's
1: and boobs. Shameless pervert. (laughs) Shameless pervert. At some point around 2009 or 2010, I can remember cleaning out my closet and finding this camcorder, but not the battery or cord and decided to just toss it out as technology at this point had moved far beyond cassette tape video recording. I kept the two cassettes I recorded everything on, thinking one day I'd find a way to transfer them to DVD. That's a good snag with that na- that sable thing, gnarly. That's why you're on the show. That's I, I, I that would have blown right past me, but that's exactly why he named that's his for dog. For sure, sable. that's
0: gotta be right. That's fucking dynamite. You just don't name a dog sable. No, nope, no,
1: nope, this dude's a massive wrestling fan. Fucking big Chris, man, keeping it fucking hundred. In May of 2016, I thought it would be really cool for a Mother's Day gift to take the cassettes and find a way to transfer them to DVD. My grandparents, who helped raise me, had passed away and had gone at this point for about 10 years ago, so I thought my mom would love to see her parents again and hear their voices. I also thought it would be great to see the other stuff I filmed with my friends in addition to my dog, Sable, being back when she was just a puppy.
0: a <laughs> <was just> puppy. <laughs> you son puppies. of a bitch. Oh.
1: <laughs> sable passed away in 2014 so i was really excited to see my dog again r.i.p r.i.p woo woo i took to google and searched video transfer service near me a few wedding video production services popped up and i called a local one not far from where i lived i spoke to a nice lady old lady over the phone and explained how i had these old high 8 cassette tapes and needed to convert them to dvd I asked if this was something they could uh, do, and they told me yes. They do it all the time. If memory serves me, it was cheap too, like 20 bucks for each tape or 40 bucks for two DVDs. I left my home and immediately drove to the store to drop off the cassettes. I walked into the store and met a very sweet old lady. I'm a chatty guy, so I told her how happy I was to find a local store that could convert my tapes. I explained what the what my intention was for Mother's Day and told her how... I'm so anxious to see my dog who's no longer around. The lady explained to me that her and her husband run the business and mostly film weddings and make DVDs of wedding videos, but also do some conversions of old VHS stuff to DVD on occasion too. So my request wasn't out of the norm. I was told my DVDs would be ready the following day and she'd call me when they were ready to be picked up. I thanked her and headed home. What a sweet old lady. I remember... It probably took me less than 15 minutes to get home, and shortly after I got home, my phone rang. I answered the call, and it was the old lady from the shop. I can remember saying, wow, that was fast. (laughs) Are they done already? To which she replied, you need to come back and pick up your tapes. We won't be transferring them for you. (laughs) I asked why, what was the problem, but her only response was, I can't discuss it right now! I have customers and I'm too upset! (laughs) (laughs) I left my house completely at a loss as to what was wrong. I can remember thinking the tapes were old and perhaps when she went to play them, the tape snapped and she was just too upset to tell me she ruined something I had just got done telling her was so special to me. I arrived at the store, and the sweet old lady was now looking completely frazzled and very upset to see me. I asked her what was wrong, and she said, We don't do pornography. You're trying to make us pornographers by lying and saying that you had family <laughs> videos to transfer. But when I saw what I turned on the tape was pornography. I was honestly at a complete loss and said, That can't be right. Are you sure you're looking at the tapes I dropped off? she said look for yourself and hit play at this moment i appeared on not one not two but three 32 inch tube tvs in the store Hell and yeah. saw something i had long since forgotten about forgotten about there i was pov style filming myself getting a beager from a woman i dated damn bc i <laughs> I had completely forgotten about this. I screamed,
0: <laughs> "Okay, okay, turn it off." I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I had no idea what was on the tape. What year is this? He might have been the originator of the POV shot. I think it's like, I think it's like 2014 or something.
1: And yeah. uh,
0: those POV's have been done. Yeah, but the, he's in the, line at PWG. The tapes
1: were older though. Yeah, the tapes that's were what older. I'm
0: saying, if you film of a uh, BJ on, on pose, he was an auteur. I
1: mean? He was an auteur. He was he was he was breaking ground. Since you couldn't see my face, I tried to play it off that it wasn't me and said, (laughs) I'm sorry, I had no idea that was on the tape. I recognized the girl and can only assume my old college roommate used my camcorder with his girlfriend. (laughs) I'm so sorry. At this point, she ejected the tape, handed me both cassettes, and said, You need to leave now before I call the police. <laughs>
0: for what? <laughs>
1: don't... Making her watch some dude get his dog sucked, I guess. I guess that seemed maybe illegal. I don't know. I immediately left the store. Needless to say, that year my mom did not receive a DVD of her parents for Mother's Day. Big Chris. Thank you, Big Chris. Pleasure as always.
0: BC, man.
1: BC always comes with the heat. Gnarly Zach. Thank you for joining me on this ride. What a tremendous female bag. If you want to be featured again, power moves with Mike Burns at gmail.com. And if you want to leave a five star review, click five and then leave a review with question in it in the uh, Apple podcasts. And uh, I'll answer those questions on either here, the female bag or the flagship program. And again, if you're not a member of the Patreon uh, K Money Club, uh, get on it. There's a lot of good stuff in there. If you want more of this, there's a whole stack waiting for you. Tell you what, follow gnarly Zach on uh, at gnarlyzach on Twitter and Instagram, and you can follow me at Pizza Nachos sixty <laughs> nine. Yeah, woo 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 on Twitter, and uh, follow us on Insta at Power Moves Podcast. Bless you, daddies.